This is The Bannon Perspective, a podcast designed for independent thought of political issues. Not right, not left, but adult. My thinking is, if I've disappointed both Republicans and Democrats, I'm doing something right. This is Robert Bannon for The Bannon Perspective. Hello, today is February 12th, 2021, Friday, and yesterday was day three of Donald Trump's impeachment trial. Uh, Interestingly, I think that yesterday was the strongest day for the Democrats from a legal perspective, but the weakest day from a uh, a media perspective. Um, In the previous days, we've seen a lot of uh, videotape and the, um, you know, it, it gave the media a lot to play and repeat and rile people up. From a legal perspective, I think yesterday was the most effective, um, but probably the least persuasive. It sort of, you know, turns it on its head, Uh, sort of the opposite of the way trials are supposed to work. But so I'm going to walk through yesterday what happened, give you an update. Uh, They started out with this idea that Trump supporters believe they were doing what they wanted, what Trump wanted them to do. And I think this was a very effective argument. Um, You know, they did show video and the videos included uh, audio. And it was clear that the many of the people who stormed the Capitol um, believed that they were doing, you know, Trump's bidding, whether that was true or not. You know, that's an entirely different question. Uh, Just because someone wants you to do it doesn't mean or just just because a criminal does something because they think someone wants them to do it doesn't make it actually true. Um, Again, I'm not saying that that is or is not the case. I'm you know, I I was thinking when they were making this argument, there was some there was some uh, attempted murder of someone famous. I think it was an actress and the the guy who was perpetrating the crime, you know, claimed that you know someone wanted him to do it. It was a, it was crazy. I mean, the guy was a nutcase. Um, but certainly, it couldn't be argued that that person, you know, wanted that guy to commit that crime. I wish I could remember uh, who it was, but you know, it was again very effective. Um, they definitely uh, made a showing that. Many people who were storming the Capitol were doing so because they believed Trump wanted them to do it. Uh, They also played a lot of Trump's uh, comments, both from the campaign and while president, um, trying to paint Trump as someone who supported violence. Um, Trump at one point uh, said, you know, in dealing with a protester at one of his rallies, you know, uh, called for someone to, quote, knock him out. Um, and that was painted as uh, just one of many examples of, you know, Trump calling for violence specifically. Um, they also got into the um, governor of Michigan, uh, Whitmer, and how uh, you may remember that there was a conspiracy for people to, you know, kidnap uh, Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan, uh, and they call they they pointed out that Trump 
wouldn't call out the kidnappers and condemn them. Uh, and also after, you know, what happened uh, with that attempted kidnapping of Whitmer, um, the fact that Trump didn't show any sort of remorse or any condemnation, um, you know, does he have an affirmative duty to call someone out? No, but, you know, one would argue, and I think, you know, uh, convincingly that the absence of Trump calling someone out is sort of a, a, a silent endorsement. Now, whether you agree with that or not, that's certainly what the House managers were trying to uh, trying to portray. And I think they did it effectively. I'm not saying they proved that, but that's that's what happened. That's what their their one of their arguments were. Um, they also pointed to this um, list of people who consulted the National Guard regarding employment and that Trump uh, wasn't on that list and somehow tried to paint him um, because he specifically didn't do it, that it, it was evidence that Trump didn't want the National Guard deployed. Um, I had a problem with this argument because, you know, obviously the um, president's delegate. And, you know, just because Trump didn't personally do it doesn't mean someone from within his office didn't do it. I mean, presidents delegate. Now, you know, again, um, I'm not saying that it's proof that uh, Trump did uh, have, um, you know, tried to uh, swell the, uh, the riot. Uh, I think he, pro he didn't do it, frankly. Um, but just because he wasn't one of the people who personally reached out regarding the National Guard deployment doesn't mean that someone from within his office didn't. Again, not saying that someone did um, on his behalf. I mean, certainly people from within his administration did, um, whether it was at his uh, request or not, we don't know that. Um, you know, I also showed, um, or I'm sorry, I, I also heard, you know, two conflicting arguments. One of the House managers came out and said, you know, he didn't condemn the actions and that he showed no remorse. Um, I, I, I think his condemnation, I don't think that's true. He did, but it was very, very weak. Uh, I think we, you know, we can all agree on that. Um, but then another ma House manager, you know, almost immediately thereafter came out and said, you know, he did show, he did come out and condemn them, you know, in a, you know, lackluster way, but that he did it because he had to do it. He was backed into a corner. Well, to this, I say, which was it? You know, he either condemned them or he didn't. Now, you can argue that it's not, you know, his condemnation wasn't strong and, and it came with a lot of, you know, buts, you know, the, the whole idea of um, go home. This isn't who we are, you know, something along those lines. But we love you. Remember this day. I mean, that sort of sends a mixed message. I think reasonable people, you know, can agree on both sides that. You know, it was a mixed message, you know, wink, wink kind of thing. Uh, but you can't come out and say that he failed to condemn them and then come out and say, well, he did condemn them, but he only did it because, you know, he, he was backed into a corner and he didn't really mean it. I mean, which is it? Uh, they also uh, demonstrated that, you know, the officials that resigned after the attack is proof. Oh, I forgot to turn my phone off. Let's get rid of that. Sorry about that. Um, 
you know, the, um, I apologize. Uh, all right. So 16 officials resigned after the attack. That's proof that, you know, um, his own people were turning on him. You know, I thought this was a convincing argument for people who are already convinced of conviction. But if you're open-minded, I don't think that really is proof of anything because who are we kidding? I mean, everybody who's anybody realized that Trump's um, popularity and his standing was in the tank uh, between, you know, in sort of, I'll say, middle America, not geographically, but people who are ideologically in the middle, you know, his support went down big time. And I think, you know, these were rats that were jumping from a sinking ship, not calling them rats. I'm using the, the analogy. So I don't think that that's really proof of anything. Um, but they tried to show that it was a clear link between Trump's conduct uh, in the insurrection. Um, you know, again, we heard a few times that this is the most bipartisan uh, impeachment vote in U.S. history, talking about the House impeachment vote. Um, you know, it, these are the quotes that get a lot of press, and they're just simply untrue. Um, there was a vote, um, a, a federal judge who was a, a impeached by a vote of 14 to 3. Now, you can't get more bipartisan than that. Ultimately, this Democrat was convicted by a Democratic Senate. Ironically, that man who was impeached 14 to 3 and convicted by a uh, by a Senate of his own party um, and was removed as a federal judge now serves, this is Al Hastings, now serves uh, Florida as a member of the House of Representatives. That was for taking a bribe. And today's money, almost a half a million dollars. But I digress. Um, Ted Lieu said, quoted Trump as saying that this is only the beginning, um, meaning that the violence after January 6th, you know, that, you know, he was calling on people to continue the violence, um, furthering the argument that, you know, he incited this violence. Um, you know, here's my issue. Ted Lieu, I, I have to be a very upfront you know, full disclosure, I don't have a whole lot of respect for Ted Lieu. You know, he's he's infamous for, you know, uh, twisting facts and and painting things. And he's a, he's a spin master. Um, there's not a whole lot of people, I would say probably a dozen members of Congress that I would put in a category of a very, you know, hypocritical, uh, uh, just beyond the pale. He's one of them. So full disclosure, I don't I don't like Ted Lieu very much. Um, he he also support he also um, showed a video of someone saying the only good Democrat is a is a dead Democrat. Um, now, when I first heard this, I thought to myself, you know, I, I've seen people who have said the only good Republican is a dead Republican. As a matter of fact, when I talked about the um, the riot in the Michigan State House ten years ago. I think it was 10 years ago, um, to which Nancy Pelosi, by the way, said that uh, it was an impressive display of democracy. Um, you know, I, I've heard that from both sides. And because a supporter says that doesn't mean that it's necessarily, you know, endorsed or believed by, um, you know, by Donald Trump. 
just because someone of your of your party or of your political persuasion says something doesn't mean that you can apply it to everybody. But disappointingly, I it was later showed that Donald Trump retweeted that. And when I saw that, you know, I okay, point another point for the Democrats. Um, I think that was uh, very telling. Uh, you know, they they, they also showed um, saw a video of different. Um, events where there was violence against uh, that was purportedly in Trump's name. Uh, they showed Charlottesville. I'll get into Charlottesville later because I I have a problem with how Charlottesville. This is the infamous, um, you know, uh, good people on both sides are uh, quote. You know that that. Um, that's unfortunately have been, that's been mischaracterized to, to such a large extent, uh, and I'll talk about that at the very end of the of the podcast. But uh, another thing that the Democratic uh, House manager showed, um, again, I think they did a good job of this, um, is uh, this designated survivor mentality. All right, now personally. That's something I came up with. I don't think they actually use those words, um, uh, designated survivor mentality. But what they were showing was that the um, the protesters, they weren't you know, simply trying to storm the Capitol. They were looking specifically for uh, leaders and politicians uh, in the line of succession. You know, you think of that TV show, Designated Survivor, where everyone is uh, killed and it's, you know, someone very far down the food chain becomes president. Uh, they were trying to argue that they were trying, the, the rioters were trying to knock off number two, number three, number four, you know, in the constitutional line of succession. Uh, and I think they did it very effectively. Um, they also um, talked about the damage that has been done uh, to our national or international reputation. They quoted China, uh, leaders from China. Um, this was an effective argument. Uh, China's, one of the ministers in the Chinese government said something along the lines of, you know, the U.S., how, you know, they they criticize us for cracking down on democracy in Hong Kong, yet, you know, look at their own state of affairs. And they did this to point at how, how much damage that this riot did to our rep reputation abroad. Um, similar comments from Russian uh, uh, officials. Um, they actually did a, uh, showed a quote from the Iranian uh, Supreme Leader, the Ayatollah Khomeini. And uh, this is, they, he basically said that America lost its right uh, to to be the, um, it's no longer in charge uh, in the course of democracy, um, or chart the course of democracy was the quote. Excuse me. Uh, and they lost their ability or their right to impose it on others. Um, I think that was a very effective quote um, as to what was going on um, and how it has affected us globally. Um, I can't remember which uh, house manager said it, but uh, this was a very compelling argument. Uh, don't let this define us. Let 
our reaction define us? The world is watching to see if we are who we say we are. Um, and and I that hit home with me. I mean, if I was a senator, you know, that statement would have really given me pause. So, um, you know, that was sort of the uh, the evidence, if you will, that was presented to show Donald Trump was responsible. Uh, they did a, um, you know, they really did a good job, good meaning, you know, if, to their argument uh, of showing that Trump uh, incited this violence because it was a culmination. It wasn't, you know, you can't take a look at January 6th in a vacuum. And they showed all these videos of, you know, things he said, like, you know, in a protester, uh, you know, was uh, acting up at one of his rallies, you know, get him the hell out of here. There was one guy who um, at, a, at a rally or a, a meeting, it didn't look like a rally to me, but um, who got into a kerfuffle with a reporter and he body slammed him. And then Trump at a rally said, you know, don't mess with that guy. You know, he he'll body slam you. And he was you know, sort of talking him up um, in a very positive way. And, you know, obviously it was sort of an endorsement, or at least that's what the House managers were trying to show. And I believe very effectively. Um, now, the defense ended the day, excuse me, the House managers ended the day um, by attacking arguments they expect to come from Donald Trump's defense team. Um, the First Amendment um, was one that they talked about. Um, so let's talk about that. Uh, I, they really didn't say a whole lot there. It was more of, you know, a conclusion, a conclusionary opinion as opposed to, quote unquote, evidence. Um, now, interestingly enough, when Donald Trump, you know, told his uh, security or people at a rally to, you know, get the guy the hell out of there, um, that guy filed a lawsuit against Donald Trump uh, for inciting riot or inciting, you know, uh, violence. And an appellate court ruled for Trump in that case, um, saying that he had a First Amendment right to say what he said. Uh, and it didn't meet the, the, the standard, the very high threshold of incitement of violence. And the Democratic House managers argued that this isn't a criminal trial and that, you know, it, it's a different standard. They're right about that. They are absolutely right about that. However, um, when it came to jurisdiction, which I'll talk to in a moment, they then said in any criminal trial, well, I might as well just talk about it now, they also brought up jurisdiction and said that question has been answered. You know, we already took a vote. Let's put it to bed. Um, in, a, in a criminal trial, you argue it to a judge, the judge either agrees or disagrees, and then you cannot argue to a jury. You can't argue to a jury, essentially jury nullification. You know, he may or may not be guilty, doesn't matter, and argue um, a matter of law as opposed to fact uh, to a jury. You can't do that in a criminal trial. Well, you know, this is the part where I think it's a little disingenuous on the, how, on the side of Democrats. Y you can't say this isn't a criminal trial, it's a different standard, and then turn around and say, you can't do that in a criminal trial, so you can't do it here. It, you know, it's either a, a criminal trial or it's not. 
Now we know it's not a criminal trial, and the um, you know the the House has the sole power to impeach. The Senate has the sole power to try impeachments. So uh, you know the jurisdiction is whatever they say it is. Um, and I, I can I'm sure they did this because uh, it's I would be shocked if Trump's lawyers didn't get up and argue jurisdiction. So they wanted to sort of cut it off at the pass. Um, now, they also um, argued, this is the Democrats, uh, they argued about this, you know, what they believe Trump's legal team will bring up as far as due process. You know, they, there weren't hearings in the House. It didn't go to a committee. It didn't get debated on the House. It was simply a vote. and that violated Donald Trump's right to due process. Again, the Democrats say, you know, they're going to make this argument. So let's deal with that now. This isn't a criminal trial. He's not entitled to due process in an impeachment. The House can impeach that however they see fit. They don't have to go to a hearing. They don't have to then, you know, have a debate on the full, on the uh, floor of the House. Now, the House is rules that they set may be different, but the House has complete authority to change their rules. They do it all the time. And this isn't a Democrat or Republican thing. All right. The Senate changes the Senate rules from time to time. The House does it. Both sides have done it. You know, that's just the reality of it. But it goes against this whole idea of if you're if you're saying it's not a criminal trial, so therefore it's a different standard, you can't then argue a criminal you know, what you can or can't do in a criminal trial. The House can do an impeachment however it wants. The Constitution is very clear. The House has sole power to impeach. Um, if they want to do it on a vote without hearings, they can do that. That's their prerogative. And that's what the Demo- which is which, by the way, I agree with. Um, fair or unfair, that's another issue. But they can do it. So there's no point even making that argument. And that's what the Democratic... House managers would argue yesterday. Um, another, um, you know, another um, argument that Democrats made were that there were reports that Donald Trump was confused. Why aren't you excited? This is a good thing. And, you know, I, I have a problem with that because, you know, someone said that someone said that someone saw you know, that's not evidence. It wouldn't be evidence in any trial, but, you know, this isn't any trial. So you can get up there and argue it, whether it's true or not. Um, I would really like to see witnesses called, you know, whether they want to be called or not. You can compel them. Congress has the right to issue subpoenas and and ask, you know, what did he, what did Donald Trump say? You know, I don't think Donald Trump would be stupid enough to invoke executive privilege because that's going to make him look guilty. You never know. Who knows? But um, this argument that Donald Trump was giddy over what was going on, you know, it, it, it plays well to the media, but it does not really convince me of anything because I can't believe what anybody says without some kind of corroboration. Yes, I'm cynical. All right. I admit that. Um, The Democrats also argued that uh, on the day of the insurrection at 6.01 p.m., 
Trump said, uh, sent a tweet that said something to the effect of, this is what happens when you steal an election. Therefore, sort of endorsing the action. I thought that was very compelling. Um, Trump, as I have said for a long, long time, he gets himself in trouble. He can't, he just get the hell off of Twitter. I've thought that so many times. He digs his own grave. Um, Yes, you know, the other part of that tweet, you know, was a lackluster condemnation, but he was giving them an excuse. So Democrats were able to spin this, and I think very effectively that, you know, Donald Trump has essentially given them the that a boy, and that's very unfortunate. Um, they also pointed to you know Rudy Giuliani's famous quote of you know we need to we're going to have trial by combat. Um, you know I, I think because someone other than Trump said it, you know it, it loses its I'll say legal significance. It's not like Trump said it, but then. Trump got up and praised Rudy Giuliani. So, you know, again, Democrats were able to point to this and say, see, you know, Donald Trump supports it. And unfortunately, um, you know, we don't have fact witnesses, at least not yet. But we all, we don't need really fact witnesses for this. I mean, the evidence, the video is pretty clear that that's what happened. Um, He also uh, either tweeted or said, I, I don't, remember which, um, when you deal with fraud, you're allowed to go by different rules. And the Democrats were able to portray this quite effectively, that this is Donald Trump saying, you know, the rules are out the window. And uh, so I think that overall yesterday, the uh, the trial uh, was definitely um, very strong against Donald Trump. Uh, the uh, less less fodder for the media, but more legal significance. So, um, you know, again, you know, the Democratic House managers won the day, but then they were the only ones talking. You know, today's the day when Donald Trump's lawyers get to get up and, and say what they're going to say. Um, the um, idea that uh, Donald Trump's lawyers are going to argue and somehow defend the insurrectionists, I don't think we're going to see that. I mean, that would just be crazy. Um, but by and large, so much of this trial was was bloviating. You know, I love America. America is great. You know, all the chest, political chest bumping. Um, but, and all the video, we know what, we know what happened. You know, it, certainly they were able to show that it was very bad and and even perhaps um, worse than anybody thought. It was certainly worse than what I had thought. Uh, I was convinced watching video that had they run into Mitt Romney or others, you know, Pence, they'd have killed him. Um, and I didn't believe that a week ago. So the trial convinced me of that. Um, is Trump responsible, you know, uh, or legally uh, responsible or, you know, can he be impeached for it? Well, obviously that's a different question. I, I believe this trial ends on jurisdictional grounds. Um, the Democrats will be, excuse me, the Republicans will be able to vote for acquittal and won't even have to defend the case, but point to jurisdiction um, and say he's an ex-president, he's already removed, 
And the only thing that this accomplishes is to prevent someone who cannot be appointed, as I mentioned yesterday, uh, can't be nominated for some post. That's not what Donald Trump would do. This prevents the American people from having their choice. And I think that's a strong re- argument on the, re- on the defense side, on the Republican side. Um, you know, the, the Democrats would argue this guy is so, da- so dangerous, you can't uh, even allow him to run for office. You can't allow the American people to choose him. And I think that's a, you know, that doesn't sit well with many people. It doesn't sit well with me. Um, I, again, don't think Donald Trump would even run had it not been for this impeachment trial. This impeachment trial, I think, is is enough for Donald Trump to sort of, you know, use the acquittal, acquittal that I think we all know is happening, you know, whether you agree or disagree, and use it as a weapon to get people to sort of rally behind him. You know, they can't they can't put me down, kind of thing. Um, I did say it uh, during this. I was going to talk about the Charlottesville quote uh, in more detail. Uh, I'm not going to. Um, you know, you can pick and choose from that. Um, people are going to believe what they're going to believe. I think that if you read the entire text from the beginning, um, you know, people are going to come with different results, and I'm not going to convince any any um, anybody of that. Uh, other than to say. You know, Trump absolutely um, did uh, condemn white supremacists in that um, exchange where he said there's good people on both sides. Um, But I would encourage you just Google it. It's anyway, you know, it's it's everywhere and read every word. Um, I think it was stupid that he said it, but then that's Donald Trump. You know, he says a lot of things that. Um. You know, you, you just can't say. Uh, and people, you know, they can slice and dice it and make him look like an idiot. And, you know, to some extent, you know, Trump, he steps in it and he does it to himself. So that's today's report on yesterday's hearing. We, I will be back in touch tomorrow with uh, the Republican defense of Donald Trump uh, for day one of the defense.